Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Let's join Pastor Brett preaching from the Gospel of Luke. We believe in the inerrancy of the Bible. That means the Bible is perfect and flawless in its original manuscripts. It doesn't have error. We can trust it. We also believe in the sufficiency of the Bible. And that means that we believe that the Bible is sufficient for everything we actually need in this life here on earth. And now, I want you to pay close attention to this next quote. Is that something that's very important that I want you to hear and walk away with today. Is that God has revealed to us everything we need to know, but not everything that could be known. Let me say that one more time. That God has revealed everything to us that we actually need to know, but he has not revealed everything that could be known. Clearly, God has all knowledge of all things from all time in his hands, and he could choose to reveal all those details to all people as he wills. He has that ability, he has that power, But for whatever reason, we know that God has not chosen to reveal all things about everything, but he has chosen to reveal a lot of things about very specific things through his word. And so I want you to walk away today understanding that that, that this word can be trusted. It is inerrant and it is sufficient for your life. And just like the Pharisees back in that day, they're looking for a sign and they're looking for proof. They're looking for something real. Church, this is it. This is the proof. This is the realness. This is how we know and authenticate our faith. So if you're thinking, well, okay, Brad, that sounds really nice, but uh, is, this, is this just your opinion on the matter? Uh, it's actually not. I want to take you to two passages from Scripture to show you that the Bible itself speaks this way about his revealed word. So take a look at Second Peter chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Peter says, Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. How? Through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us very great and precious promises so that through them, you might participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. So Peter is saying everything we need for life and godliness has been revealed to us and given to us through our knowledge of who Jesus is. And if you know anything about the Bible, you know that the Bible is one unified story and the central theme and the central hero of that story is Jesus Christ. And so I submit to you today, church, if you actually read this entire book, the way it's demanded and and, and the way it's intended to be written, you'll see Jesus on every page. The second passage I want to share with you that affirms that everything we need is in God's word through the spirit working in us as well is 2 Timothy 3 verses 14 through 17. It says this, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings or holy scripture and which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So church, 
The next timeless principle comes out of these passages and what we've just been talking about. You don't need a special word. You need his word. Don't get hung up on having this special mysterious conversation and hoping that you hear all these things. God has already spoken. You need his word. And so after Jesus levels this critique, he goes on and he he illustrates his point of why they are actually evil for this type of behavior by using two historical examples that the Pharisees and the crowds at that time would have probably been aware of. And so now let's look at two condemning examples. We want to read this again. And this is verses 31 and 32 of chapter 11. So let's read verse 31 and 32 again. Now notice they're two separate examples, but they're very similar in their format and in their structure. Verse 31 says this, The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. And then verse 32, The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, something greater than Jonah is here. Now I want to take a little bit of a rabbit trail here, and I want to show you this next slide so that you can see that when we study the Bible, there's actually a very important process called the Bible study essentials, and it's also known as hermeneutics. And it's the way that we study a text in order to understand it correctly, to understand the meaning in its original context to the original audience, and then from there we can understand what it means for us today. And so when you look at the structure of this these two verses, what you notice right away is that there's a very, very, very similar, almost identical structure to how Jesus formats these two examples. Notice that they each have a character that's being compared, the queen of the south or the men of Nineveh. Notice that each of them have this action that they have taken, whether it be that they repented or that she came. They both have the statements of behold, something greater than is here. And so, Just a quick side note there. But if you want to learn more about Bible study essentials and how to study the Bible like this and to actually get into it a little bit deeper, I send out an email every Sunday, and it's called Digging Deeper. And in that email, every week, there's a download of a PDF document that'll help you learn how to do this. So that's just kind of a side note to equip you to be Bible students uh, in your home throughout the week. Anybody can do this. It just takes a little bit of time and a little bit of the right tools. So if you have questions about that, I'd love to talk to you at some point as well. Okay, rabbit trail done. Back into our text. So let's unpack these two examples a little bit here. Example number one. The queen of the south, or other translations sometimes say the queen of Sheba. Now, she came from a long ways away. Some scholars are not exactly sure where she came from exactly, but she came a long ways to to meet with Solomon because she had some really pressing, really deep questions, and she had no one else to answer them. She comes to Solomon. He answers all of her questions, and as he answers all of these questions, this account is actually playing out, and you can read it in 1 Kings chapter 10, verses 1 through 13. I encourage you to check that out this week. But when she is with Solomon, 1 Kings 10, chapter, chapter 10, verse 5, it says that her breath was literally taken away. When she heard all the wisdom from Solomon, her breath was taken away. She couldn't believe it. And then it says in verse 7 that she believed the reports after hearing and seeing, and she had faith. And so we see that Jesus is using the queen of the south as a positive example to follow, And in the same time, he's showing that her right action and her right response 
are what he's looking for. In that same way, that's why he's condemning the Pharisees. That's why he's condemning this generation, because they don't have faith. They have not acted with a right response. They have not taken the right action. Also notice that phrase, behold. That's something we should pay attention to. And then he says, something greater than, and that's the title of this message, greater than. Something greater than Solomon is here. Who do we think that is? It's Jesus. There's some wisdom that's greater than Solomon's wisdom, and that's Christ. It's Jesus. So example number two, the character here that he's using in this illustration is the men of Nineveh or the city of Nineveh. It was a very wicked, vile place. Yet when Jonah finally went and he preached, what was their response? They repented. They did the right thing. They had a right action and a right response, just like the queen of the south did. And again, Jesus repeats the same language. Behold, something greater than Jonah is here. A greater prophet is here. That's Jesus. And so after three days in the fish, Jonah was a prophet who God used to deliver the city of Nineveh. In the very same way, after three days in the grave, Jesus was the great prophet who God would then use and is continually using today to deliver any and all people who would repent of their sins, turn to Christ for trust and salvation, and find right standing with God again. And so he is the true and great prophet. And so I want to give you a quick summary of these examples that will be up on the screen for you. That the queen of the south, or the queen of the south in Solomon's day responded with faith. The Ninevites in Jonah's day, they responded with repentance. But the Jews or the Israelites and the people in that day, they responded with rejection. Now both of these examples, they show that, they, that these two, they did the right thing. And they did the right thing by listening to God's chosen servants. And so for us today, I just want to encourage you. If you are a child of God, and you are a servant of the king, and you've been called to go and make disciples, you've been called to share the good news, you've been called to live out a life of the kingdom around you with others, I want to encourage you to live that to the fullest because there's others around you who, need, who are living in evil sin. They're living in a broken world. They're living in darkness. And we've been called to be salt and light, to go into the world and to hopefully give people the opportunity, just like the Ninevites did, the opportunity to hear the gospel and to respond to the gospel. Now, at that point, church, we can't control people's response. We may present the gospel and their response could be rejection, or their response could be faith and repentance. Our job is not to worry about the outcomes or even try to control the outcome. Our job is to be faithful like the Queen of the South was and like Jonah was, like Solomon was, to pursue and do the right thing. And so as we, as we begin now to take what we've learned from this story in Jesus' day, we want to now take those timeless principles and apply them to us in our world today in 2020. And so the first timeless principle that I want us to meditate on today is this, is that Jesus is not looking for perfect people. He's looking for faith-filled, repentant people. He's looking for faith-filled, repentant people. You see, a lot of people think that, oh, I can't come to church, or I can't come to Jesus until I get my act together. I've got these sins. I've got this other life. It's too messy. It's too broken. It's too dark. You're never going to understand. They're never going to welcome me. And let me just encourage you, that's just not true. And if you've had that experience at another church or with other believers, I want to say on behalf of Christianity that I'm sorry that you've had that experience. I don't believe that's the way Jesus wants his church to act at all. 
Because if we're being honest, there's not a person in the room or online that has not sinned. Therefore, we are all in the same boat. We all need the gospel and the hope that it brings to redeem our souls. But I want to ask you this morning, are you, a, are you that faith-filled type person? Are you a faith-filled, repentant type of person? You see, when, when you read God's word, are you really reading it and taking it, taking him at his word? Or are you just kind of like, these are some cool stories, but you know, it doesn't really matter. Are you a repentant person? Does your sin even bother you? Do you even have a plan to defeat the sin that you struggle with in your life? Do you have boundaries? Do you, do you even care to have boundaries? These are things Jesus wants to see in your life. A right reaction and a right response to the brokenness in your life is to defeat those things and to have faith in him that he will help you through the Holy Spirit overcome those sins and battle them so that you can be more like Jesus. Another thing I want to draw to your attention is that the Pharisees and the crowds and the people in that day, they were eyewitnesses to this teaching. At the same time, they had a limited amount of revelation about who Jesus really was. I mean, they saw some miracles and whatnot, but they didn't have the full picture. They didn't really know yet. Some of them might not have even witnessed the resurrection. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.